But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. It is a solo show here at Shea. No, I'm kidding. There he is. He's going to get his aqua. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition and episode of the Chop Sports Daily coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio right here in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. Nick behind the glass. Madison also back in the building as well. Fresh off our trip from Boston. And according to sources, I may or may not be going to LBI with her family. So I've been invited. As to, I'm assuming you can go too if you want. When is it? I don't know. End of August? No. What did you say? It was I, that's not connected, so don't even worry about it. Just yell. I'll be. It. I'll um, be July. And no, I'm busy. All right. Anyway, uh, now a lot of things going on, but appreciate Lillet, the invite, which we got to talk about. Say what now? I'll talk to you about that after the show. Next, I guess first week of August, I'll be out. There goes the neighborhood. Anyway, that's fine. Ratings will be up that week, clearly, because I'm the most wanted and viewed <laughs> guy on the show. Hope everybody's doing well out there on a, uh, what's today, Wednesday. Uh, lots going on. Uh, it's been a morning already. Um, I know we've tried so hard to work this internet issue out, and it just keeps on keeping on and, um, you know, doing what we could and can and will. Um, so, yes, hope everybody's doing well. We have ourselves a rundown today. Um Gooch, there's a lot going on. But if you want to support Chop Sports, if you're watching this right now, uh, thank you for one on YouTube. Like the video. That's a solid. Also, go head on over to Patreon. If you want to contribute monthly, you can do that. Patreon.com forward slash. You can go back to the Patreon.com forward slash. Say it one more time for Nick. Patreon.com yep, forward yep, yep, slash Chop yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Sports. You can head on over there. Uh, $3, $5, $10 variety. And we appreciate everybody who's contributed a nickel to this business. Um, helps us out tremendously as we gear up for a whole new fresh start. Uh, coming to September, a lot of cool shit happening over here. So, Gooch, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, a lot went on last night. Today, as a matter of fact, is the... It's that doom and gloom day of sports. There are no zero zilch major sports happening tonight, also, except for the ESPYs that nobody's going to watch because Steph Curry's hosting. What went on yesterday? Uh, you missed the All-Star game. No, right? I, I didn't miss the All-Star. I mean, I did, but I knew the All-Star game <laughs> happened, but that doesn't, count, that doesn't equate to something <laughs> happening yesterday. Sports was dead, but we do have a little bit of like page six kind of shit. For the rundown today. Page six. Good you know reference to the post. Means, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah. So oh, come on. Page now. six in baseball. <laughs> so there's some jet setters or not, for that matter. Paul Blackburn was flown to the All-Star game. So I say Paul Blackburn, he's the starting pitcher for the Oakland Athletics, Dave. The A's. Oakland the Oakland A's. And um Oakland, we know that they're the cheapest franchise in baseball. They won't do anything with their stadium. Just there's just a debacle over there. And they did not fly Paul Blackburn. I guess, what's the flight? Like a minute away? I mean... You could drove. You could have drove. But they did not fly <laughs> Paul Blackburn to the All-Star game, and he hopped on a flight with the Astros team. I find that to be really strange because they're interdivision rivals. And speaking of Jets, and I'm not going to the New York Jets, don't worry, Juan Soto on the heels of not accepting that 15-year mega offer, the Nationals were like, all right, bro, you don't want to accept that deal? Well, fuck you. You got to fucking fly coach. My heart really bleeds for the millionaire that had to fly coach. And shout out to the Astros for a billionaire owner helping out another millionaire. My heart really broke for Paul Blackburn when I found out. Um, 
God and forbid I, bro, you got to fly commercial. And keeping it in the in the likes of page six, there was a thing that I saw on Instagram the other day, and it was tracking Floyd Mayweather's private jets. Right. So it's like a shark. So well, shark could, week. There, there's a there's a website where you could track. Oh, there's flight, a Mayweather right activity. over there. And they were going Look. into like the Kylie Jenner flight activity and Floyd Mayweather specifically. This and, is a thing? Yeah, and these people are talking about Fuck Floyd Mayweather man. takes a 20-minute a, uh, a plane ride somewhere, right? Whereas if he would have just drove to the place, he would have gotten there faster than going to the airport. Like it's literally closer than the airport and Floyd Mayweather still Jesus takes his jet. So anyway, Christ. off of the jet news, All the money in the Moving world. on over into the NFL. And Jimmy Garoppolo is on track in his rehab, and he's set to be returned mid-August, and the 49ers are thrilled with his progress. So the 49ers must be thrilled because they have to be looking to trade him and get him on the field so they could showcase him for other teams, i.e. the Cleveland Browns. Um, what? Yes. So Where did you get that? What, what other team needs a quarterback right now, potentially? You think the Browns Seattle? need a quarterback? The only reports that I've seen over the past two weeks – with Jimmy G's name attached to it, was Cleveland. Do you think uh, San Fran's going to deal him to Seattle? Because that would be the only other team that I could think if of. If you it. get the right haul, I'm tired of this whole you can't dish guys interdivision. If you get the right haul, you do it. Like if if Listen, if Seattle's willing to just give you picks or give you whatever, then you do it. You do it. Like, what are you going to do? Oh, man. Well, Seattle's going to be on well, a thorn well, in our well, side well, with Jimmy the, G. The, if you're willing to trade is, Jimmy G, then why what, is the fucking— What is Seattle really going to give up? So I mean, to they me, have to have some to kind me, of draft to me, I'm not giving the, up. I'm not road. giving up a potential starting quarterback to a team that's in my division for a third round pick. I'm not doing it. I give him up to somebody else for a fifth. What if they get? What What if Seattle ponies and, up and, and goes G, two? And Jimmy G's probably not going to even warrant a third. All I'm saying is, told, there's he, no market. It for just him right seems now. like it just seems like this is trending. This is not good news for Jimmy G and his camp. It's just not for the 49ers to say like, "Oh, we're so thrilled." Like, no, this is bad news because I mean, you're not going to be ready for another month and a half. I mean, to me, it's not really news at all, or good or bad for Jimmy G's camp because the best quarterback, or the best job in pro sports, is backup quarterback, I mean, and he he's a, be a very, very expensive point. one at that. I agree, he doesn't want to be. But if the NFL is a dangerous sport. Anybody that played football their whole life knows that, right? I'm sure whole Jimmy, G, Jimmy G played football his whole life, so he's whole aware life. of the uh, inherent risk. Jimmy G going there and being paid $25 million to back up a guy that clearly needs some seasoning in Trey Lance, I think there's an opportunity for him to see the field in San Fran regardless. Um, and Seattle, I just don't think, is a destination. Cleveland's the only team with the Deshaun Watson news still looming or the, the ruling still looming I, that I could see him going to. I mean, just to piggyback off the Watson stuff, I think that there's uh, something's going to happen within the next couple of days. And what from uh, at the the now closest source to the situation, which is Mike Florio, apparently, because he's in with the lawyers. And again, Mike Florio to me is another hackadoodle do. But <clears throat> according to what he's read, somebody's obtained some stuff. And all of a sudden, it looks like it could be anywhere from two, to which I think people will completely throw a goddamn riot over or eight which i feel like that's right around justified like if you suspend the guy for the whole year eh, at this point just, at it, this point with all with no actual convictions at or this legal point, shit then that's, they're going to suspend him for two games he's still a piece if of they're going to suspend him for two games i feel like that would just be saving face and having to suspend him at all if it's a two-game suspension then it looks to me like they probably shouldn't suspend him at all well let's because, hear and what's the point but that's we're talking about how point. egregious this is like you say what, nothing you say what's the point i say 
I raise you the fact that they suspended Brady four games for deflating footballs. This guy's groping women. You know what I mean? So this is a very, very sticky situation for the NFL I to be in. And they're dropping one, the ball completely. One thing has zero to do with the other, though, because in, in the Brady case, it's, it's really like a, it's cheating. You know, ben, it's cheating. ben Roethlisberger went from six to four. Like He actually got that down after all the shit he went through. Zeke about, Elliott got uh, six, and he didn't do anything. Or at least not convicted of doing the, it. Uh, yeah. Greg Hardy got his. Greg Hardy, and again, I, I don't condone any of that shit. But Greg no. Hardy was suspended for ten games, got that down to four, I well, believe, when he joined the I Cowboys. I think that when you're looking at the Greg Hardy case, it's a lot more damning evidence, like factual shit that went down with the Greg Hardy shit. When you read the police report and you see the pictures, that was brutal, right? Deshaun Watson is a lot of hearsay, and there's a lot of really, really shady people on the other side of it. And that's what's coming out. And I don't know the details, but because it's taken so long and it went from two years to maybe never again to now two to eight games, it seems like the NFL is scrambling to find something to to uh, find that's worth suspending him for eight games. I have a and question for you. Is. I have a question for you. Uh, heard on the Pat McAfee show, friend of the show, Pat McAfee. Um, do you think that any suspension at this point is a, is a result in the judge thinking he's guilty of something meaning like now the judges it's in the nfl's judgment now now like obviously he's not in the supreme courts or anything like that he's not going to jail this is now just an nfl ruling if somebody the the judge and i don't remember her name it's it's passing me by but if if the judge rules that there is a suspension warranted do you think that that means that's an admission to guilt no so now you just think because he's a pain in the ass to the league, there's a suspension looming. Yeah, or, okay. or so the it's NFL more having to save face. Where are they going to conduct the to the league? Is what I'm saying. He okay. sat out a whole season last year. He didn't sit out. I mean, point being is he was told to sit out, so that's like a suspension without being suspended while getting paid. So he did miss a season. Correct already, right? So, but not. Be- I don't want to go back down that rabbit hole. But Did he he or did he not miss an entire season of games? He did not play a football season because the Houston Texans decided not to play him. That's Uh, the rule. uh, That's that's what happened. And it was like, I get this. Roger Goodell, you're the Texans. It's like, yo, you ain't playing that motherfucker. Did you hear that? I said, you're not playing that MFR. I just, again, seven minutes, we make seven. No, you blew it in the open. Oh, we're clear? That's why I kind of looked at you. I was like, motherfucker. Like, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't yeah, know. Okay. I don't even know if it's a real rule or not. It, it depends. Um, I, like, I got, I got that from Dave and Jay, who, like, tried very hard not to curse I'm the, the one first. that said it to them. And, you know, so it's funny. Anyway. Ray from Optimum said, I checked out your show. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. He goes, you guys curse way too much. Oh, <laughs> he'll like, be all oh, right. <laughs> anyway, Ray, oh, um, send your anyway. guy. Enough is enough. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Back to the, the rundown, though. Sorry. So Netflix is releasing a documentary Hopefully more people see this documentary than they see have seen Monte, Monte Teo's girlfriend because they are they're <laughs> releasing a documentary on the Monte Teo situation, Monte Teo situation, and the poor guy just can't catch a break. Like it's been ten years. Let this thing. It, but he go has, away. doesn't he have to sign off on this. No. No. When somebody makes a documentary of you and they're making money off your nil, don't they have to talk to you about Absolutely it first? Absolutely not. Really. Yeah, do you think the guy that made that they made like do you think Ja Rule made money off the fire documentary? Ja Rule, baby. Or do you think, like, oh my the other god, guy, that was the greatest you documentary, could do a documentary I've ever watched. Whoever you, you think like John. That's Wayne right. Casey. All right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because there's a bunch of Trump things out there and Biden documentaries and all the other shit. I'm sure they didn't go to like Joe yes. Biden, but like, hey, so, can no. you do this? And like, I don't know. What no, day and it the is. poor guy just can't catch a break because it's been ten years and he's still like the laughing stock of that whole catfish world. That <sighs> sucks. Unbelievable story. Um, do you remember the the Taoing? 
You know how there was Bradying yeah. and Taoing was just like sitting there with posing with nobody there, empty person. I thought, I thought the whole documentary thing was fake because I was like, are they really making a documentary about all this? This is yeah, gonna be great. That's it's, gonna on, be... it's gonna be on MTV too. First, hundred percent watching it's it. It's on Netflix. <laughs> but um, Madden ratings, the inside or the mm. linebackers came out, and there's a couple things that we need to clarify. For one thing, we need to clarify from yesterday's show, and then I'll just talk about the egregious rating that. Darius Leonard, is that his name? Yeah. Yes, Darius Leonard. We'll be talking about the Colts today, so that works Perfect. out nice. So Jamar Chase, we were talking about him being a 90, and that was too low. Then we were like, oh, no, no, I'm pretty sure it's 87, and then we agreed that that was too low. And then we come to find out that he was rated an 84. Oof. Like, Jamar Chase is top five receiver, top seven, no questions asked, top seven, arguably top five, arguably top four or three now, and he's an 84 overall. Come on, bro. We got, we got Tyler Lockett's like a 90. Mm. No, he's not. Tyler Lockett is a 90? Yeah. This DK Metcalf why. more than that? No. Because he's really? This Madden, what are you doing, guys? Maybe DK is more. EA, what are we 91. doing? EA sucks at rating players. <laughs> I mean, like again, I told you yesterday this, that's somebody's job. So, like, I don't want to tell anybody, but you're bad at your job. And bro, and Darius <laughs> like, Leonard being. If that's your a, one I job, don't know what like, Leonard you're doing was it ranked wrong. or rated, but he was the fifth linebacker and he's. Arguably outside Man. of Aaron Donald. Wait, Leonard was the fifth linebacker. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, he's he's the best linebacker in football. He might be the best defensive defensive player in football right now. Overall, yeah, like, he could be. It's like the, the you would think that, that you can make a case for Leonard to be in the ninety nine club. No bullshit. One hundred percent. And wow. if there's one guy Yikes. that I would pick in the league to to add to the Packers roster, it might be him. He's such a game changer, and he forces a fumble every game. Do you want me to I, – I have the top ten linebackers. Yeah, please, up. please, please. All right, so number one is Fred Warner at a 94 overall. He's really good. He's very good, yeah. Number two, Demario Davis, 93 overall. Three, Levante David, 92 overall. Four, Bobby Wagner, 91 overall. Number five is Darius Leonard with a 90 overall. Number six, Roquan Smith, 89. Bring on my boy. Go ahead. Number seven, Micah Parsons, there 88 overall. 88. I'm liking it. Number eight, Eric Kendricks, 88 overall. Number nine, Devondre Campbell, hey, 87 overall. Love, and number like, 10, he's good Devin at football. White, 85 overall. So, still, so still egregiously low for so the Jim, second. So Jim Eagle coming in. Uh, thank you for watching the show. Like the video. He's coming in. Linebackers are obsolete position in today's league. Obsolete. See, I don't agree with that. I, 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 I don't think it's the other way around. Inside with the linebacker is, but when we're there's a new breed of linebacker where they're able to play all over the field, and that includes safety, middle linebacker, and then these guys. Some of them are like edge rushers as well. I mean, Michael Parsons My is, guy, a, yeah. is a different kind of player. Hybrid. So you can't really use him as the comparison. But there's just a lot of hybrid safeties that could come down and play the run well and also cover like slot corner linebackers. It's a very weird league right now. So to a degree, yes, the position as far as middle linebacker and like that 4-3 base middle linebacker, the Ray Lewis type where he's going to go sideline to sideline, that is going away. But the teams that run the 3-4 still use two middle middle linebackers. Right? Correct. And this guy right here, he's the best one in football. I and agree. it's not a debate. It, I mean, I, I like the – I think that these t new type of linebackers, though, is – a little bit better because you know instead of it being like sideline to sideline, they are all over the field, which it helps helps you out a little bit more because now you you're also seeing too they're able to snag some of these uh, balls thrown in the air that it's just <laughs> no, yeah. sometimes Snag them, sometimes snagging tips, balls, but yeah, yeah no, you're right. No, great listen. interceptions, and you're just like 
That's very impressive. You know what it is? And it's it's the evolution of the athlete. You yeah. know, when you're growing up, like it's just like, yeah, I want to play defense. I want to play D-line. No, no, no. You're going to step back no, and you're going to get agile also, too. The size of these guys are the ones that are able to line up against tight ends and being able to cover. It's a new league now. It's not just run the ball, the power eye formation. Obviously, that's been gone for the last 20, 25 years. So the league's changing accordingly. There's mm-hmm. just going to be more guys that are able to cover. Agreed. Agreed. What else you got in the rundown? I have... Nate Diaz finally verbally agreed to a fight, and I say he finally agreed. He finally got a fight, and it's not signed yet, so don't hold your breath because Almost you there. might die. Almost because there. until Nate actually weighs in and walk, makes the walk, you never know with him. But Nate Diaz against Kamzat Chimaev in what I think is probably one of the worst decisions for Nate Diaz yeah, in his entire UFC career. Not a good but idea. You know, he wants out of this contract, and I do have some things to piggyback off of this because we're going to let this bleed into a little bit of the first topic. The rundown is now over, and we are now talking about Nate Diaz. <laughs> the rundown would have happened, but the internet issues allowed me to not use already today, so you would have yes. seen all these beautiful bullet points, so we apologize for that. So Nate Diaz has been clamoring for a fight for a while. Dana White has been saying he's offered uh, Nate fights for a while, and they just haven't come to terms with it. The whole situation is with the UFC has to offer you three fights a year, for them to hold their end of the contract, you have to either accept or not. But if you don't accept, you don't get counted towards your fights, right? So if you sign a six-fight deal, you could, if the, as long as they offer you, you fight three six fights, times. exactly, you, <laughs> you got to get in the cage times, six times. They have to offer you three a year. If you take none, you could be on a contract forever. Right? So there's no actual length of like terms. So, there's so fight what, terms. What yes. Nate was been trying to do is Nate had a couple guys lined up that he would like to have fought, maybe a, a Dustin Poirier, a few money fights. That's been in the making for pretty much his entire career. And then along comes Kamzat, this up-and-coming killer who's hungry, is trying to make a name for himself, hasn't really beaten many name opponents yet until recent where he beat Gilbert Burns. But again, classic case of Dana White trying to throw Nate Diaz into a situation where he's got all the name value and he's going to build another star for the UFC. Kamzat beats Nate Diaz. He'll be like the 13th fighter off a Nate Diaz win to get a title shot. Now, Dana White in the in the press all week was talking about, come on, Nate Diaz is six and uh, one and six in his last seven. You know he's not even a draw. Is he he's really? All, yeah, he is. Wow. But Nate Diaz, look at all the guys that he's fought in the six of his last seven. They're big fighters. They're all been main events, pay per views. He's fighting the best guys in the world, and those guys are moving on to fight for the belt almost directly after the, the Nate Diaz fight. So he's a nice little stepping Most stone. Most notably for of recent, Leon Edwards is now fighting Usman. Who did he just beat? Nate. Right. So. Interesting. Dana White has a problem where he, same deal with, with um, Francis Ngannou, where when you have one fight left on your deal, they don't offer you a fight until you re, re-up your contract. So they play this game where they offer you a bunch of fights you know you're not going to take. They just dangle it. They They're just dangling it. it over, and yeah. eventually Nate was like, I don't give a fuck. I want out of this contract so bad. I'll fight anybody. So then Dana was like, okay, I'm going to give you the guy that you turned down three times. And now Nate's got to go get the shit beat out of him for fucking 25 minutes. He'd be lucky if he gets I mean, through a fight with this guy. Nate Diaz has only been finished once. I understand. Uh, I, I just, or maybe again. twice, but once in the UFC. And that was from like 12 head kicks in a row from mm. Josh Thompson. But Kamzat is the minus 1150 favorite. And if you want to just throw a prayer on Nate, you could throw $1 and win 75. No, it's uh, plus, plus 750. So That's a – Jesus Christ. It's not, it, it means Nate, Nate has no chance. According whatsoever. to Vegas, no. everybody's got a puncher's chance. Anybody with two hands, a has volume, a, a volume puncher like Nate without the power isn't going to knock out Kamzat. And I don't think that Nate his jujitsu is good, but his wrestling isn't. So 
He's ah, not going to really be able got to a, grapple. Got a new nickname for uh, Nate Diaz, the Nate Keeper, because he's the gatekeeper. All right, settle down. <laughs> Casey might not be a Nate fan. I like Nate. I think he draws settle money, down. and UFC is all about that Nate money. Nate so like, is the goat. Is the real goat. I mean, no, he's not. He's not but but he, he, in some ways, he really is. And like when I'm it comes to promotion fighter, and fighting, and all his brothers shit, yes. did a lot for the sport that nobody realizes. I agree. I agree. Wholeheartedly. They're the only champions ever that are getting pay per view points, or they're the first ones. So interesting. You know, all getting right. everybody paid. Moving on to the All Star Game. I know we have a graphic for that at the very least. Um, the All Star Game yesterday. I don't know if anybody watched it, but our boy Giancarlo Stanton wins the MVP. He crushed the shit out of a ball in which now, if you look at the replay and everything that people have been tweeting out, Gooch, are they real baseball? No, no. I, have, <laughs> I actually should have fucking loaded the graphic. Sorry, YouTube. Made that ball um, look like it was that jello. ball. It looked like one of those. Murder. What are they called? Incredibles. <laughs> Incredibles. That you used to play with it, at like a like rubber ball, class, like one of those rubber balls that you would play with in Little League. I mean, we've seen Stanton crush balls, but this one looked like it got dented. Bro, it's a wood when bat he hit it. hitting a baseball. The ball halfway disappeared. It literally. So I don't even know. I mean, when I'm playing it, the softballs, the blue dots, they're the, the balls that are juiced. I don't know if you know what the difference. But <clears throat> blue dot, the blue yeah. dot, yeah, yeah, it's not a softer ball. So I don't understand. I feel like when you soften the ball, it goes less. The, the harder the baseball, the more it's going to go. That's. I mean, maybe I could be wrong unless they put rubber in it. That's science. But I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> you just play I'm one only, on TV. Well, but I, I again. I know a little bit about everything, but I lo- I know a lot about nothing. And this is something <laughs> that I don't even know a little bit about. Um, so Stanton wins the MVP. Great game. But I have to say the greatest thing, and I said this as I walked in today, the greatest thing that I heard or saw and heard on this All-Star game was the fact that they mic'd up some of the players literally mid-game. Now, it's one thing to do like Stanton and Judge who are just chilling out in the outfield, doing nothing until the ball's hit, and they're just kind of bullshitting, right? Bro, to mic up the pitchers before they delivered balls was so much fun to watch. Manoa of the Blue Jays was on the mound, and he was, that was, I was captivated. I was hanging on every word because not only did you, not only did he peel back the curtain, of what they potentially really say on the on the every pitch, you heard the the grunting of every throw, which was great. But like overall, like sitting there, like when his you know the 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 the, the glove is over his hand, he's like you know talking to his guy. He's like, what are we doing here? Slider? All right, slider sounds about right. You know, and then before he throw he throws the slider. Then you got guys. The broadcast is in his ear, and they're asking him like, what should we throw here? He's like. I think Smoltz was on the broadcast, and he's like, yeah, throw a slider outside, you know, make him chase. All right, sounds about right. You know, and he line up and throw the ball. Mike up the pitchers forever. I think that is fantastic, but Gooch, to your point earlier when we were talking, you can't do that in real time because if you got a guy like Max Scherzer on the mound who's just like, motherfucking well, piece of shit, motherfucker. And just like, you in general, you do the that. nature of the sport with the sign stealing and, and like, I don't know that pitchers would ever want their conversations with their with their catcher or their managers in real life on the mound going out there because just the other teams. You well, know, like there's some shady shit going well, on. Well, like you said, like you said that there's a possibility that they can like record stuff, edit it in commercial, yeah, like much just like, like they do in the NFL. NFL Films does a great job, and they might not even. It doesn't even have to be for the live broadcast, bro. Cut it up for social. You know? Agreed, like, agreed. But I think YouTube. I think the element of real time was the coolest thing that I've seen because it's like, like I said, like Trevino was out there uh, on the, as a catcher and he was catching um, Cortez. They were talking to each other. Like they were literally like, all right, I mean, here they it goes. do it. They he mic'd up set up everyone. Inside, and the ball, he's like, that Did wasn't inside. Did you guys inside. watch the like, celebrity softball game? They mic'd up Bam Bam Baklava. 
Action Bronson with his two RBI triple. I mean, I didn't watch the celebrity softball game. But I mean, that, that's more interesting to me than the fucking actual All-Star game. I just think, like I said, in real time, that shit was very, very captivating. And I watched the entire thing, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty damn cool. That, like, you know, they're deciding which pitches to throw. And, like, like this is just stuff you've never heard before. It was a cool, different aspect. Because, like, you know, in the past, it's just been a standard baseball game. No nothing, like, you know, nothing about it. But it's, like, it gives you this, like... <laughs> different uh view because like you know there's just like casually like having conversations out in the outfield with like people and like you get to hear different yeah. stuff about how they Jim- operate in the middle of games jimmy so, palumbo oh, coming so and saying are the, are the catchers that bad at the al that trevino was in the all-star game? trevino's having a quiet really good year but yes probably the the al catchers so wait, are pretty you guys shitty think it's like a fun thing that they should do all the time because the fans would like it yes oh so they're never gonna do it i'm in for the like wrestling the I mean, like, they should definitely do this storyline because it makes most sense and it's really really fun but they'll never do it but uh then <laughs> the, the best was uh trevino <laughs> getting that base hit and then he's like trying to figure out he's like maybe i should run maybe i shouldn't it was just it was i'm telling you it was pretty it was pretty cool and, and like i said you can't do it on a day-to-day because, again, you guys got psychopaths like Max Scherzer on the mound MFing guys as he's about to throw the ball, which, to me, if you put this – if baseball got to broadcast one game on, like – well, they do Amazon, right? So, like, they do these other streaming services. They should put a hard rating on it for one day. Let that shit – dude, you know you would love that shit because all you would hear was the chirping. no, it's not. That would be great. It's not about – I would definitely love it, but the players wouldn't. I I feel like – or the teams wouldn't. Unless it was like a season later, I don't even know, man. Like I feel like the 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 conversations mic'd up would be just different. Everybody would change. I also yeah, no, hate I, how you would have to be careful. It brings obviously. out it brings out like the douchey, annoying person in certain people. Yeah, but Manoa, who I've never seen or heard talk, was like, they're like, oh, is this your first time facing this guy? And he's like, yeah, it actually is. Yo, what's up, buddy? Like they've never met before. So like again, the dumbest thing, but the coolest thing all at the same time. Um, so that's the all-star game. It comes and goes. Baseball resumes tomorrow. We'll do some second-half predictions tomorrow as far as the season goes. Um, before we get into the the um, the Colts and everything like that, uh, first of all, the ESPYs are on tonight. Nobody's going to watch. Steph Curry is – I mean, they're going to pump him with some jokes that are just not going to resonate. So I'm sure there's got to be a KD joke around there somewhere, just like Manning delivered, but like this one's going to be worse. Um, I don't know if anybody could watch the ESPYs. I don't think they would because he's trying to recruit him to come back to – but again, that's that. If they're boys, then Steph's they just do whatever. Anybody. They're gonna pump him with jokes. Oh, they're gonna give He's him not jokes. a funny guy. Not, well, I mean, not that I know of. Yeah, how do you know? I mean, because me and him, you know, we go way back. <laughs> I don't know, but um, he might I, kill it. I want to bring up one quick conversation before we get into more football with the Colts, and before we get onto all the reads. So yesterday, I'm driving home, and I listened to. I, I, I'm a big fan of Don Lagreca, and he does the Daily Don on on the on ten fifty, the Michael K Show. Uh, or 98.7. Now, 1050 was AM, by the way. 98.7 FM. So I'm watch, I'm listening. He does the Daily Don. Sometimes he does the top five, but he makes you guess the top five of his list. Yesterday was top five quarterbacks um, that never won a Super Bowl. And for whatever reason, Rosenberg fumbled on everything and didn't mention Dan Marino first, which was like, what are, you, what are we doing here? But leads me to believe they had a conversation about Dan Fouts being one of the top five quarterbacks in NFL history not to win a Super Bowl, right? And... Don LaGreca gave a hint to Rosenberg, and he said he's their best quarterback in franchise history. And he said it threw him for a loop because the producer came back on and said, well, I don't agree with that because I think it's Phillip Rivers of the Chargers. So my conversation and question to you and the masses, you can go back to the comments uh, so I can see them. My question to you, Gooch, and the masses, 
Are there like which NFL franchises have a legitimate debate based off of two quarterbacks as quote the goat of quarterbacks in their franchise history? Some don't have a debate. Miami, it's Dan Marino, right? Like, um, think about the ones that don't have a debate right off the rip. But then again, they do. But like Seattle, Russell Wilson, there's no debate. You can't Rick but Meyer, has, but he like, has a Super Bowl. No, no, no. Now, oh, now right, I'm right. talking about quarterbacks in general. No, no more Super Bowl talk. I'm talking about like. Teams in the NFL I mean, maybe with a debate. Like, Warren, is there a debate between Rodgers and Favre anymore? No, no. Warren Moon, Steve McNair, but Warren Moon's a Hall of Famer. So then Warren Moon is the greatest quarterback yeah. of that franchise history. There's not, um, not, it might be close, but there's no debate. So, like, the Cowboys, I think it's Roger Staubach. There's no debate. You know what I mean? Because you can't say Troy. Some people, it's Troy. He's got all his ring. doesn't matter. Like, some people think Troy, Troy doesn't believe, belong in the Hall of Fame. Stop. So I'm just saying, that's what I'm saying. Roger Dodger is the guy. He's, he's a clear cut. But, like, the Giants is Eli Manning, the greatest quarterback to ever play in New York. Anybody that would I be think so. anybody that you would compare to first of all, I think Kurt Warner was probably better. He's a you know, <laughs> if we're talking realistically, Eli played quarterback in New York, but so did Kurt Warner. Who's better? Kurt Warner. Not for the Giants. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, but no. he was better. Yeah, so no, as a as all a those teammate. aside. You know, like, does but I'm Favre saying, go like, on the – could we count Favre for the Vikings? Because he's better than all of them. Could we count Favre for the no, Jets? No, no, the, no, 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 no. I'm talking about life expectancy, like, played for the team so their career, entire way. Basically, mostly. you have to have, like, service time with, like, with a like, franchise. Like, here's a debate. So Matt Ryan, Matt, uh, Michael Vick. That's a bit, That's a really good debate. But I think overall, Matt Ryan won an MVP. So I think Matt Ryan gets the nod, right? I think I would um, give it to Matt Ryan in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, but, but Michael Vick and prime we, Michael Vick was a joystick know, so, of cheat code. It wasn't fair. So, all right, what about well, the Eagles? Well, Jaworski, McNabb, McNabb to me is probably the best Eagles quarterback ever. Um, let me think here. Oh, what about Randall? No, no, you don't give. I, I'm, I'm a big Randall fan. But me too. McNabb. And, I mean, I hate. I him, think but he I like made him. four straight a- NFC championships. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Chiefs. The what about the Chiefs? Mahomes already got it, right? That was really it. Yeah. Uh, why, why even bring up the Chiefs? Who was it Len, the Chiefs? Who was their quarterback? Len Dawson way back in the day? Uh, yes, but then I'm was thinking it like... Len Dawson? Yeah, he Did definitely he play? played for the Chiefs. I know he played for the Chiefs, but I might be missing the... But I'm thinking position. like Chiefs, Joe Montana, that doesn't count. Like he was there for a cup of coffee. That doesn't no. count at all. But there's an, a, a massive debate. Joe, Joe Montana or Steve Young? I think it's Joe. How about the Raiders? What do we got with the Raiders? Kenny Stabler? Rich Gannon? No. You don't like him? No. He was. A, I like Gannon. He's just a journeyman. Stabler's probably the guy. Stabler's probably the guy over there, I think. Derek Carr? Again, if, if Derek Carr plays another five years and he starts lighting the world on fire with... Devontae and all these new weapons, then he might move into that conversation of greatest Raider quarterback ever. I think that could be a thing. The Colts, is it Peyton Manning or is it Johnny Unitas? It's Johnny Unitas, right? No, it's Peyton. It's Peyton. Peyton's one of the top five but, maybe but ever really, in like, some No, debates. I have no fucking idea. Johnny Unitas like, invented quarterback, playing quarterback, basically. he cha- He's like the Peyton Manning of his time. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So I'm going to put those guys. That's the one tie. Jaguars, Mark Brunel. There's no debate there. Trevor Lawrence, give him 10. We'll see. Bro, Blake Bortles, stop. Oh, yeah. Stop. I like Bortles over Brunel. I do. <laughs> He's the boat after all. Yeah, I mean, that makes Bart sense. I mean, Star doesn't get mentioned because of the, how great Aaron Rodgers is. But you could you could have the debate with uh, Bart Starr and Brett Favre. Remember, remember Jimmy almost had a stroke that time? I told him, like, I was like, look at all these, these, these franchises with, like, a long lineage of great quarterbacks. Like, look at the Packers, Starr, Favre, Rodgers. Look at the Cowboys, Stolbeck. <laughs> 
<laughs> Aikman, Romo. He's like, Romo? <laughs> like, he went absolutely nuts. But I'm trying to think, like, do you think there's any other teams with, like, a clear cut? I mean, the, the only th- only person we forgot about with the Giants is Phil Sims. Yeah, but he's it. he kind of – I mean, <sighs> Eli, you can't – there's, oh, no, no, I, there's I, no debate. I, to me, there's no debate. Eli Manning was way better than Phil Sims. Way better. That's, again – my opinion. The Just Bears. Wonder, have they even Jim had a McMahon. good quarterback? No. You won a Super Bowl, Stop. 85. Do the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> like, that's Jim McMahon, 100%. Rex Grossman went to a Super Bowl? I don't know. The Bears is rough. Jay Fiedler? Fiedler. Listen to me. Jay Cutler. Jay Fiedler plays for Jay Cutler owns team. every Bears record. He's probably... So Jay, Cutler's Jay, the, Jay Cutler probably is the best Bears quarterback ever. Interesting. Still, uh, Pittsburgh? Is it Ben or is it Bradshaw? Ben. Not even close either. That's not even a debate. I don't know. Ken, maybe you could chime in here, but I think Big Ben blows um, Terry Bradshaw out of the water in terms Stats of Stats-wise, yeah. But accolades, uh, quarterback maybe not. playing acumen. Accolades is a team. I mean, That's no. That's true. Accolades, even Big Ben, I would say, over over Bradshaw. Like, it's team accomplishments go to Bradshaw, no doubt. But Big Ben does have two. It's not like he didn't win. No, no. But Bradshaw's got, like, four. <laughs> so Or whatever the case. He won all those Super Bowls in the 70s. Um, Bills. That's the clear. Well, here's the thing, no, Jimmy. Stop. But, Jim Kelly's a Hall of Famer. He made four correct. Super Bowls but I'm saying in, in, in five, ten years, people are gonna people are gonna bring up Josh Allen. Yeah, because the recency bias is real. But Josh Allen has a long way to go and put up. He has to put up a lot of numbers for a really long time. Redskins, I would say. Doug Williams. Right. I mean, or the Commanders. Sorry for all you politically correct out there. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say Doug Williams went to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins? Mark Rippon? Mark Rippon? Yeah. I don't know. Cousins? Jesus Christ, no. Um, speaking of Cousins, what about the Vikings? Oh, you already said Fran? No. Yeah, it's Fran Tarkenton. What about Culpepper? No. No debate on Culpepper? Nope. Hmm. Flash Not even a little pan. debate? <laughs> if you want to have, like, Culpepper's like Bo Jackson. I mean, where he Jimmy, was really see, good see, for a Jimmy's little bit, so, put up numbers, but didn't last. Jimmy's so old at this point where he's like, Josh Allen with 18 question mark. Josh Allen's the best quarterback in football right now, dude. So there's no. Oh. I don't believe that for a second. What? Are you just going to go Homer on that one and go Rodgers? I say Rodgers the best thrower of the football, but overall, he can't run like Josh Allen um, at all. Josh Allen, how many MVPs does he have? How many playoff wins does he have? He doesn't have any. He hasn't done anything either. So it's. Let's just, we got to. Uh, I'm talking pound for pound. Like, pound for pound, thrower and runner and overall quarterback. Josh so Allen's like, who's better. the younger guy, is what you're saying. No, so it's no. like, so. No, because even, well, the Rodgers was never a scrambler. He can run, he can scamper. He's a good scamper. Josh runner. Allen's great. I'm not diminishing Josh Allen, but he's not a better quarterback than Rodgers. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Anybody else thinking about it? Uh, Ravens ha- don't have that long of a lineage, but I would assume Joe Flacco. Uh, um, yeah. Flacco yeah. over Lamar? Flacco made the playoffs every year for like And went a to a decade. Super Bowl. And Lamar and is won still a Super young. Bowl. He's like he's got what is he yeah. three years in? All time. We got guys that have played fifteen years there in on this. You have to have at least eight years service time. There can't be any active quarterback Ooh, that's on his Florida Mike coming out of nowhere. How many MVPs rings? Does Rodgers have since Josh Allen Look, came into the league? Uh, <laughs> I, I do not do football debates with Hawaii Mike because he's a former Lions fan. That doesn't count. I'm sorry, former Lions well, fan? Well, I get it. He's a, He likes all those. He likes Michigan. He's like he's a Detroit that, guy. He's a Detroit guy. So Must love 8 Mile. You know, now he's like just a Stafford homer. and Okay. And he, he takes every opportunity. <laughs> so his, his hatred for Rodgers and the Packers stayed 
but he doesn't even like his own team anymore. Tim so Riley he, giving some love to. He uh, tapped out on any debate with me <laughs> when it comes to the Packers Trent because he's trolls. Uh, Tim Riley's giving Trent Dilfer some love with Baltimore. No, no. And also, know. Hawaii Mike, based on what are you saying? Because I'm Florida not read, Mike now, by the way. I didn't read any of the comments. <laughs> Maui Mike, we're gonna. It's not gonna be either because he's coming at my neck on this one. Um, it's gonna be dead. Mike. Like so, I'm what is there. what has Josh Allen done? You know, like if you're gonna sit here and. and Diminish the Rodgers' accomplishments because he does have MVPs. Josh Allen doesn't. Is there any more? We're going to get off this debate. Let's not, uh, let's no? not do this. I like no, because I like stuff, Josh man. Allen. But I'm, I'm not, not saying you're not shitting on here, Josh Allen. I'm not sitting here and trying to go fucking balls to the wall on how good Rodgers is. He's won multiple MVPs. He's the highest paid quarterback outside of Deshaun Watson. So we'll just move on. He makes more money than Mahomes yet? Yes? Rodgers just signed. Oh, yeah. That's the new thing. Sorry. Completely forgot. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy that we don't have to talk about, like, Willie Wonty with Rodgers this year. Like, there's no debate. Rodgers will be at camp, and he'll just go see what he can do with these new receivers. Oh, man. Chris and Dave never mock out no, homers, packing boys. I Listen, I'll be the first one to tell you when there's bad players on the Cowboys. That's not – I don't have a hard time with that at all. All right, anyway, I got to ask you guys before we get into the Indianapolis Colts, are you guys worried about if you're going to run out of money – in retirement, I know Jimmy is, uh, or how you'll pay for a long-term health care. Will your family be okay? Stop worrying. Start planning. It is the Fusco Insurance Agency. As president of the insurance agency, Michael can work with you to create a comprehensive retirement plan. He'll explore using life insurance and annuities to help you build a more secure future so you can worry a little bit less now. Call 718-701-5787 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That's 718-701-5787. Guarantees and protections are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance policies are not available in all states. I'm going to be saying that in my sleep eventually. And then, of course, he also now offers uh, customer financing with the prestigetaxfinancing.com forward slash business financing. Michael Fusco got it all. 540 FICO score. If you got above that, good for you because you've not put yourself in a million dollars of debt. Go but check out FuscoInsuranceAgency.com for that. And I also want to give a special shout to Dat Chat, uh, social media platform, NFTs, uh, blockchain, a whole social media thing where you can like post something and then make it explode and nobody will ever be able to screenshot it. It's amazing. It's fantastic. I've seen it. I've worked with it. It's awesome. And of course, coming soon to a theater near you is Hater Fantasy Sports as we get you up for football season. But speaking of football season... Gooch has something that has nothing to do with football, and that's Manscaped. Yes, so head on over to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code CHOPSPORTS to get your balls nice and clean. All right, so they got the performance package 4.0, all the 4.0s. We got the lawnmower 4.0, and it has a 400K LED trimmer or light and a porcelain blade on the trimmer guaranteed to reduce the risk of nicks and cuts, and nobody wants to cut your nutsack, so that's Mm -hmm. a good thing. No, no. They also have the Lawnmower 2.0. It's an ear and nose hair trimmer. You have all the exfoliators and the rubs and the creams to go on any or every part of your body. It doesn't matter where. And the Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof, so you can shave your ass, your face, and your balls, and it's all clean. No big deal. So head on over to Manscaped, use the promo code SHOPSPORTS, and you get 20% off. Free t-shirt, free boxers, free, free t-shirt travel flyer. Bag. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. 
They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Search sent you. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some some of us folks are still using Hotmail. Name that movie. I'll give you a dollar. Free t-shirt with flyer. Can anybody? Can anybody? No? Damn. Euro trip? Nobody. The Euro yeah, oh, this is a good movie. I just, it's a great I don't movie. Remember, I don't remember the uh, a lot of the... Uh, the dialogue. Yeah. No? Ugh, no, he didn't one. he didn't read the script <laughs> or watch it 49 <laughs> fucking times a week. Like um, hold on. Now as I'm doing something here real quick. Over uh, under 50 times you've seen Eurotrip. Uh under. I think under would be the the main thing there. I think yeah. No, it's, think it's definitely it, a though. great great movie. Oh, fantastic movie. movie. No cast whatsoever. <laughs> like zero cast. There's nobody in that movie that I'm just like Matt Damon. Oh yeah, I know him. Oh, is, Matt Damon. Is that Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah, Scotty doesn't know. He plays the band singer <laughs> guy. Only- that um, yeah, no. That's all right. So what are we working on over there? We're we're working on getting uh the Colts graphic into the lineup, which disappeared when the internet kicked out. So I'm gonna do that real quick. That's why I'm trying to buy some time here. Um, so getting involved is Dave Sturcio on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. So here we go. Ed overlay. You this see is the Texans one. It's gone. Yeah, no, it's gone. It it, it gone. Um, I guess I got to move this All over. Right, so Gooch, help me Colts. out. Start yeah. with the Colts, and I'll get this thing over there. So I have some interesting stuff on the Colts that I'll just get into right out of the gate. Obviously, the Colts missed the playoffs last year because they shit the bed. Was it against Jacksonville? It absolutely was. It was it was Carson Wentz, who was given a vote Carson from a fan Wentz. of best Eagles Carson quarterback Wentz of all time. just couldn't get it done when he needed to get it done most, and that led to them moving on from the Carson Wentz debacle. Um, good head coach situation, great offensive Pat. line, good offense. They didn't really lose many players that I think are pivotal to their success, and they retained a lot of guys. But they did miss the playoffs last year because of a bad loss to the to the Jaguars. I'm thinking that the Colts are one of these teams that are going to bounce back in a big way this year. Yeah, Matt Ryan is a much better, much safer quarterback that you're going to have in big moments, although he's been known to shit the bed in big spots. I don't think it was more or less his – he's never had the offensive line that he's going to have now and the running game that he's had now. He's well, always had the passing attack, but this is a different different version of a Matt Ryan-led offense. So here's the story of the Indianapolis Colts. The over-under, <laughs> I believe – I don't know if you said it already. I was kind of doing my not. thing. Nine and a half. So uh, nine and a half fly. is the number for the Colts. Last year went nine and eight. So they're thinking – which is why I kind of uh, it's up to ten now. I think is it in real time? Yeah. Okay. So because I, all right, slapping the over, um, slapping the over at ten now. So you have to have eleven. Half, well, I mean, it went up to ten. So if now it was you have nine to, and a half. Oof, uh, all right. So we'll, we'll go over it. But 
Key losses for the Indianapolis Colts over the offseason was obviously Carson Wentz, which I think is actually a gain. <laughs> a key gain is not having Carson Wentz on your roster anymore. Addition uh, by subtraction. Exactly. Uh, Zach Pascal moves on, goes to the Eagles. They lose Marlon Mack. We talked about the Mack attack over the Texans, lead, head, headlining the Texans running game this year. Uh, they traded Rocky Sin last year in that one trade, uh, so they lost him. Their gains in that trade, they got in Ngakwe in, in that passing defense. We'll get into that in a second. Matt Ryan, you were talking about already. He's in. They do replace Marlon Mack with a Philip Lindsay. I think that kind of works. You know, he's actually going to be the third guy behind uh, Naheem Hines and stuff like that. Well, so Naheem Hines isn't really going to be. I think that he's a complete. What happens back. in this situation is if Jonathan Taylor goes down, Philip Lindsay is the ad because he's going to he's going to take over the Jonathan Taylor role. And, yeah. and Naheem Hines is going to always be in his role, which is a third down back catching the passes out of the backfield. Right. And they did not have a first round pick this year. They did not be, they weren't able to enjoy that. But however, second round, a lot of people saying a lot of good things about Alec Pierce, wide we'll receiver about him in a of bit. Cincy. Um, he comes over there. They actually drafted a tight end in the third round. So they're trying to give some money, some more weapons to Matty Ice as they go into the season. Uh, we had a comment come in from Jim Eagle. Colts play in the AFC West or play the NFC West, AFC West. They're going to finish 7-10. and 10. He says, poor secondary, poor wide receiver core, and no left tackle will doom them. We'll get into all that because I kind of beg differ on that one. I feel like um, the AFC West is might be a tad overrated. I don't think that at all. I think that play, they have to play each other is what I'm thinking. We're going to get into the AFC West in a couple weeks, but like those guys all have to beat each other up, so that's why it's like very Denver hard to overrate against them. Indy is, is like a great matchup across the board. I don't see how you could look at the things that the Colts are bringing to the table defensively and with the running well, game that they have So and say that they're going to win. Obviously, games. quarterback led by Matt Ryan. I think 1,000% an upgrade over Carson Wentz. And just so you know, so everybody's aware, there is a guy in the locker room, in the quarterback room, that will be sticking his little neck out and just saying, hey, how, do you need me? Do you need me? Is Nick Foles. So just be careful of all that. He, he rejoins uh, Frank Reich, which, by the way, if you all remember, nobody likes to remember this, but Philly Philly was... Uh, a Frank Wright call with Nick Foles. They have a little connection there. Running back room. I think it's stacked. I think it's Jonathan Taylor, who already in year, what is this, three for him or two? Was he a rookie last year? No. No, year three. three year three for Jonathan Taylor. He's already, in my mind, best running back pound for pound in the league right now. He's backed up by Hines and Lindsey, so I think that's a nice little running back room. The receivers, in which you guys mentioned before, um, I think it's a little better than what you're like. I think yeah. Michael Pittman Jr. is amazing. Michael and Pittman then you're Jr. Pierce. I think Michael Pittman Jr. News. is really good. He has his downfalls, but it's the same. I think he's like a Mike Evans light, where he's a bigger guy. He's a big target, but he's not going to burn people deep downfield. But he's going to. He's a sure-handed person, and in the red zone, he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, Alec Pierce, though the white wide receivers of America Association, <laughs> which there represent, is a baby. <laughs> Alec Pierce, so look, if there's, a, if there's a one guy offensively, because there is no quarterback this year that I think is going to take the reins and win the Offensive Rookie of the Year, if there's going to be a guy that I would take a flyer on gambling, it would be Alec Pierce because he's, he's one of the rookies that he's in a really good situation playing probably slotted to be starting week one as the number two wide receiver for the Colts. When Yeah. When you're yeah, in an ahead. offense that really you're going to be focusing a lot on, the, on stopping the run. And Matt Ryan, you know, look at the number two receivers 
in Matt Ryan's tenure across his career. Well, that's I mean, what I was going to say. Been really good, when, but when a rookie receiver comes into the league and your first quarterback could be a la Matt Ryan, could be a la Aaron Rodgers, those guys are going to freaking eat, man. They're going to eat. They're going to get a lot of balls thrown their way. And I think Matt Ryan is a very, very good leader. And not a lot of people, there's no Matt Ryan hater club here. I love Matt Ryan. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Obviously, he's on the wrong side of his age and he's getting a little older, but you give him a decent offensive line and, and somebody mentioned before their left tackle. Yeah, it's a little different, but they still have the best guard in football and they still have a really good offensive line. I think their offensive line is good. Yes. Left tackle kind of took a little bit of a, you know, a step back, but I think that this team is, is primed and ready right now to at least win this division. Um, we'll go over the schedule in a second, but before I do that, the defense, you know, the defense and the, the secondary, which was mentioned before, um, as being not good, the defense of the defensive secondary. You all know football. Everybody knows football that are watching this show right now. They're the the secondary gets better with a good pass rush. And when you can, like, when you have guys like Quiddy Pay, Ngakwe, and DeForest Buckner on the defensive line, those corners aren't going to have to cover that long. Yeah, but you're sitting here, not you per se, and they're just in, in terms of talking bad about their secondary. But we hear about the Raiders about how good they're going to be. Could you name a guy in their secondary right now? You uh, know? Yeah, Rocky Sin, who they traded away. But, but, but yeah, you're right. But he was a liability last year. He's a good hitter. He's not a great cover guy. Is because his name's Rock? Is that what you're just, you're just uh, He's assuming? also Temple alum. Shout out to Ashmere Fit. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, there's a lot of teams that have holes, and I'm looking at the AFC West, and that's what I'm saying. Where I think they might be a little bit worse <laughs> because I know the Raiders have a liability in their secondary. Um, the Colts, I don't think that they necessarily have as big of a liability as the Raiders do, but I think their front seven is more proven. The Raiders did add um, Chandler Jones to the mix, which we're not talking about the Raiders. I don't know why I'm even going there right now. But the Colts, their defense is proven. They turned the ball over so much last year. They forced the most fumbles in football. Oh, I thought you meant they turned the ball over. You mean no, they got the ball yeah, on a turnover. Yeah, they forced the most turnovers Leonard's last year. a punch-out machine. I don't know if they forced the most, but they forced the most fumbles. That's for goddamn sure. It was like one and a half a game. Leonard is one of the better linebackers, if not the best linebacker in football. Um, you have a fantastic D-line. The offense is going to score some points. Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in football, if not the best. They got Stephon poopy. Gilmore over there. It ain't yeah, that bad. Say that. It ain't that bad. You know what I mean? Like the secondary, like Gilmore is now a I journeyman, I guess. He step a little he bit. He did, he did. But like when you're not. But two years ago, he was the best corner in football. That's what I'm saying. So it's, you can't fall that far from grace. So let's look at the schedule. Let's break it down, right? So they start the year with a win, right? They're going to they're gonna beat the Texans. They're going to beat the brakes off the Texans in, the, in week one. Then they go at Jacksonville, and I know they have a little bit of a bugaboo when it comes to Jacksonville games. They're going to catch a hot, flaming L in Jacksonville. They I can't just have win a in Jacksonville. I don't know why. It is what it is, right? Like, so that's just sorry to say. Um, yeah, so they're Jim Eagle coming in with that comment because they're saying that you know they they can't win in Jacksonville. It's just a thing. I don't know. Is it the hot weather? I, I, sticky humidity? I don't know. It doesn't matter. They can't win. So one and one. Then they go back home to play Kansas City, in which I think is a fantastic matchup because Kansas City's defense is not all that as good as they used to be in the secondary. Matt Ryan might have a nice day. That's a home game, so we'll, we'll see. We'll find out a lot about both teams in this and, matchup. And yes, absolutely. Then they got the Titans at home, right? Then they go at Denver. Home against the Jaguars. There's your revenge game. You're going to get that win. You're going to split with Jacksonville, no doubt about it. You're also going to sweep the Texans. So that's right away, three wins right off the rip. What they do with the Titans, I say probably split 
with the Titans, giving them a fourth win there. So now you got to find the wins outside the division, right? You got the commanders on your schedule. That's a dub. The commanders to me are not going to be very good at football. I had, uh, for God's sakes, Chris Canty, my guy, former Cowboy, won a Super Bowl with the Giants. All of a sudden he forgets about the Cowboys, but now he's thinking the commander's going to win the division over there. So let's like, I don't know where he gets off thinking that. Like we saw, like Carson Wentz ruined the Colts last year. So what makes you think he's going to like make the commanders better? He's not a good quarterback and I'm tired of that narrative. It's so So dumb. So commanders is a win. Commanders is a win after all that. Before I go nuts on that one. And they'll probably win back-to-back games because they go at New England. I think New England, when we talk about them next week, New England's going to be a very piss poor team. New England at home, bro. That defense is going to be really good at home. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. When your offensive coordinator is your former defensive coordinator, something's wrong. Something's broken in... New England, okay? It's over. That ship has sailed. Or, Mac Jones they, is in for it. Or they have this it. like young, new offensive coordinator that's really good, and they're just not telling anybody. The I'm Patriot sure that's way, the Belichick way, right? right? There's like some yeah. kid All of a sudden, some kid's got a headset everything. on. You're like, who's that? Like, oh, he's the uh, the, the boy genius. That's his 17-year-old son. He's also on <laughs> cocaine, or is it meth? <laughs> Whatever. Either way. Uh, then they got to go to Vegas. Tough matchup, right? I get it. But then they got two back-to-back games at home, Philly and Pittsburgh. And... When I look at the Colts and I look at the way they match up with Philly, Philly's going to be better this year. I'm not going to sit here and be the the Homer Cowboys fan and say, like, ah, well, Philly's going to lose every game. I I think Philly will be good this year. I just think Matt Ryan is just, he's going to teach a couple of these young bucks a thing or two. I really do. Um, They're going to beat the Colts. They've got the the Colts going 15 and 2. I don't. I don't. Actually, believe it or not, I have them losing a couple games, like at Dallas. (laughs) So that's one. Uh, But I got him. Look. On the road against the Giants. I think the Colts take that one, right? But it's in December, so it's going to be cold. Um, The Texans, again, I told you they're going to win. So overall, 17-game schedule, believe it or not, after all the good I just talked, I have them at nine. Okay? I have nine wins. Now, give me a steal on the— I did not hear you name eight losses. I'll tell you the losses, all right? At Jacksonville, Kansas City, they'll lose that game. At Denver, I think they might lose that game. Okay, just because I just I don't know why. I just Denver might be a little I better mean, than we think. There's no reason why you should know why. It's just like based on what you think rosters are now, because there's so many factors that Correct. are going to go into the season. At that the Titans, I said they split, right? So there's four losses right there. At Vegas, I think that's a loss. At Dallas, I think that's a loss. At Minnesota, Minnesota's pesky when it comes to going at home with Kirk Cousins. I don't know what time the game is, but that could be a loss, right? And then they got to go play the Chargers. That's a loss. So they're like, I again, and I'm, I might eat all my words. That's fine. I'm cool with it. I got the Colts are going to be good. The Colts are going to be very good, and I think the Colts can win this division. We'll talk about the Titans six. tomorrow. What? I'm, I like the Colts at 11 wins this year. 11, 11 and 6. And, and, I, think and they, I think somebody came in fairly easily. I think somebody I think came in. going to be a um, lot worse offensively, big time worse offensively. Losing um, A.J. Brown is going to crush them. And Derrick Henry, mm, got to see if he's healthy. But I'm saying, like, there was somebody, I forget the comment, it, it came in here. It says somebody said something about Phillip Rivers winning 11 games. So Phillip Rivers, who can't, like, he's just doing the sidearm shuffle. If he's winning 11 games, then Matt Ryan won that. There it is. Oh, the Colts got 11 wins with Phillip Rivers and one less game. Easy 11 wins with Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I that agree. was the thought process I last agree with year that. going into the season with Wentz, too. Yeah. And they didn't, but... You know, they had every opportunity to. There was a couple bad losses there where they were beaten up on Baltimore and they got came back on. Carson Wentz was an and abomination. And the Jacksonville game where they where they shit the bed. They could have the made season. the playoffs. I mean, the the I look more towards the Baltimore game early in the year, and they had an eighteen point lead like mid fourth quarter, and they blew uh, that. That one. was a that was a rough. So one. the Colts could have you know they they were right there. They're a really good team. They're well coached. 
And I think there's a bad taste in their mouth from last year, and they're set out to prove a in lot of In the NFL, wrong. to me, in the NFL, uh, I always am a firm believer that no, even though it's a passing league and everybody likes to throw the rock down the field and it's just aerial assault and everybody's all they, they, the hard-ons for the passing game, not enough stock is put into the fact that Jonathan Taylor is that goddamn good. And I think that if they run the football and dictate the pace of the game, Matt Ryan's going to find Pittman a lot. Matt Ryan's going to find Pierce a lot and feed that rookie. Matt Mo Ryan's going to find Mo Alley Cox. Yeah, one of the better tight ends. Not like he's red zone, red zone threat. Six twelve. I like Mo Alley Cox. Um, but again, I think the Colts could be very good, and we'll preview the Titans tomorrow. But I think the Colts have a good chance without Carson Wentz, with that plague of a quarterback. I think they can win this division. All right, so let's speak of their chances because I got all their odds for everything right here. Go for here. it. All right, Hit me so, with it. So I'm going to go from bottom up. All right, so over under 10 wins. It's set at 10, or I see 9.5 here, but I saw later on in the book it was 10. So at 9.5, it was minus 135 to go over. So they think that it's going to go over 9.5, right? So, so 10, is, the 10, 10 is the seven, realistic. Right? That, that would already make them better than and last then year. And under is just like the even vig at plus 110. Actually, it's not even. It's plus money. It's plus money. Yeah. yeah. If it was minus one ten, it would be the big. But that that goes to show you that <coughs> they don't buy that either with the plus money. You know what I'm saying? That they don't buy. That's uh, that's why they're giving you plus money because they feel like it's going to hit the over. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's minus. That's why. It's, yeah. That's betting, Susan. Yay! They figured it all out. <laughs> Figuring this all out one day at a time. All right. So to win their division, it's plus one hundred, basically even money. Um, I think that's that's this. The least value here. Make the playoffs. The Colts just to make the playoffs minus one sixty to make it, plus one fifty five to not. Actually, it's p- minus one ninety. I'm sorry. One. So that's heavy, heavy favorite to make the playoffs. To play- make the Remember, seven teams. You're telling me yeah, the Colts so aren't the a top card. seven team in the league? Like, come on. Or at least um, AFC. Really, I like all everything that I've talked about so far. Winning the division over ten wins. And the playoffs, I think, all oh, take the over on all those. And here's where we start getting into some scary territory. To win the AFC, the Colts are plus two thousand. They're not beating the, the Chiefs. Maybe they beat oh, the AFC. Chiefs. I was about to say that's. I don't really think that hard. they're going to get through the Bills, the the Chiefs, the whatever other team from the AFC West decides to be good. The Bengals, if they are able to withstand what they did last year. Um, and then the Super Bowl odds are plus twenty five hundred to win it all. Where does that rank them? Do you know? Like ninth. Ninth. Super Bowl. Okay. So I do have some other things here. Plus 450 to sweep their division. I think it's a fairly easy division. That's, I wouldn't say easy, but I think, again, they can't even win in Jacksonville. So that's like a thing. Well, that's what (laughs) I'm saying. It's like a foregone conclusion um, that they lose that game. They might be like, just to win in Jacksonville, they might be plus 450. No, they won't be. No, not at all. They'll be favored. Minus Uh, 450. Favorite on the road. That was a joke. Without. Question. But I didn't even mean it for be a joke. I just did the math wrong in my head for a second. So to start the season 0-4 plus 2,200. Um, to start the season 4-0 plus 375. You got some Jonathan deep Taylor, dives over there. Jonathan Taylor to lead the league in rushing touchdowns, which I think is pretty solid chance that, that happens. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Hammer Henry are? probably. I mean, it's, it's higher odds because you're dealing with the entire field here. But plus 550. To to lead the to league lead in league rushing, rushing touchdowns? touchdowns, so you throw fifty bucks on it. That's you, not you know? a bad odds at all, man. That's and then um, plus nine hundred, and he's the league leader, the favorite to win offensive player of the year at plus nine hundred. So there's not really I mean, he much was in value. the conversation for MVP last year. Not really, he was. 
Because like, I know it's a quarterback award and everybody knows that, but like he was at one point. The Colts had Jonathan Taylor not done what he did last year. They're not winning nine games. That's yeah, despite no, Carson no, Wentz. No doubt about it, but Hell um, no. the running backs are having a really hard time winning MVP in this league. Guys, if you're watching this video, please do us a solid. Like the video. Thanks. I just wanted to remind y'all. There's been a, couple, I know there's a bunch of Colts fans in here that have found us. I think there's been like, the, the, think there's the been like, uh, <laughs> like five or six 2,000-yard rushers in the NFL's history. How many of them do you think have won MVP? None of them, because I I, well, I know how that works. I know how the system works. I think AP works. did win one, and Barry co-MVP with Favre. Favre. Um, but anyway, you got to so, do a lot to win MVP if you're a running back. A fucking lot. And other guys have to do less. I agree. I agree. But overall, I think the outlook for the Indianapolis Colts this year is very good. Um, they will be better than they were last year. I think if you compare the two between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, I think Matt Ryan is at least, and I remember I have him at nine, ten, right? But if you look at it from a like, put it in a vacuum, as you say all the time, probably using this completely wrong. But if you look at it in a vacuum, like Matt Ryan is definitely two wins better than Carson Wentz, two. So that puts him at eleven for me. You're using it slightly wrong. I'm probably using I think it wrong. It, I think it, the everybody gets what you're trying to go with it. In so, a vacuum, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. In a vacuum means basically just take every other factor away. So it's like oh then no, I'm, like, I'm using like that who's wrong. better? Who's better <laughs> if you put Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz in a vacuum and all the other every other factor is intangibles gone. quarterback play? Yeah, every in other a factor vacuum, is Matt gone. Ryan is better. Matt Ryan's better. So hundred percent points still prove. Okay, see, yeah, I, I was yes. I was on the right. I was in the right direction. Uh, uh, but anyway, if you're new to this show, we go live every day at 11 o'clock. We talk sports. We're in the midst of our 32-team coverage. Uh, if you're brand new, I am a heavy, diehard Cowboys fan, as he is a Green Bay Packers guy. So, like, look, we do we do have sports, and we do talk rationally about everything. Like, yesterday was the hardest show that we've done in the preview because the Texans are god-awful, and it was hard to even, like, boost them a little bit. We were trying to find, like— you know, some reason to watch the Texans. And I guess if you want to watch them at all, just watch Lovey Smith's beard grow over the year. I don't know. There's nothing to do with the Texans. But this team is exciting. The Jaguars will be exciting this year. And tomorrow's team, the Titans, what are they going to do? Ah, like right off the rip, if I had to like sneak preview, they're going to have, they're going to be a little bit tougher of a situation considering their wide receiver group and who they lost over the offseason. And the only thing that they really have, not the only thing, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Mike Vrabel is a really good coach. He That's is. It. And you have to take that accountability because Frank Reich is a great coach. I love Frank Reich. And unfortunately, and I know you hate the hard knock stuff. I know you don't like it. But when they started the Colts thing uh, midseason last year, I was watching it. And I loved everything the that I saw out of that probably team. probably much better than the fucking preseason I mean, last year it was the Cowboys. Hard knocks so you hated is it. falling off a cliff, and no, I it, didn't hate it. Because but this year the Lions, bro. The Cowboys. I don't mind that. I don't mind. Like I said, I don't. I don't hate anything because of anything. It was badly. It was poorly done. Like that was cringe. A lot of it was cringe. And Mike McCarthy's a fucking dork. So you're telling me you don't like the mojo moment? Mojo <laughs> you're, moment. You just sit there and tell me you didn't like the mojo moment, bro. Anyway, that's the Cringe. Colts. <laughs> so that's the Colts in a in a vacuum. <laughs> See, I did that wrong again. I think they're going to be very good. Uh, I like the Colts. I like Matt Ryan. I like their coaching staff. I, I love their defensive line. There's a lot to like. I love one of my favorite players in the league, not a cowboy and not like a skill position, would have to be Quentin Nelson. He's one of my favorite guys to watch play. I've watched him. Like when you study film like I do, and I, I watch a lot of football. 
When I watch him bully people, it is so exciting. And when they had him mic'd up that one game, there was, I think, one game a couple years ago where he was just screaming the entire time he had him. He was like, ah! <laughs> the whole time he has him by the... And I'm like, Jesus I wonder if Christ. he was doing it because he was mic'd up. Even if. That's then my, I would. That, that was my point about mic'd up If I knew, up, if I, knew I was mic'd up, then you're going to get some gems. I'm mic'd up every day from 11 to 12. Every day. Right here. I feel like YouTube. if you're mic'd up, you try and put on, and that makes me not like you. Like, if, like nah, there's see, a player that's that dude, like... Bro. Act the way you normally act, or don't be mic'd up. If you're if you're acting a little different, then you're putting on for the mic. Real time short videos, by the way. Subscribe to the channel. We'll subscribe to you as well, pal. Um, Hines will get the Debo role. He thinks. And I, it's funny yeah. you say that because we did bring this up while we were talking about Debo a couple weeks back about how he might reset the market. I think going forward in the NFL, everybody needs a Debo. Everybody needs that. Everybody needs the guy to come. Come out of the backfield, go in the slot, go on the outside, return kicks, all this shit. They need somebody like that. And I think Hines is definitely underused as of last year, maybe because of the crowded backfield. But now that it's not as crowded, well, it's almost same as crowded because they do still have Phillip Lindsay. But again, Lindsay was he bounced around from team to team last year. And I don't know if he's going to make the roster. But um, overall, I, I again, Colts are going to be fun. They're going to be fun. So if you watch this for the Colts content, it's not a Colts show by any stretch. Today is. So like the video, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you. Oh. I got to drain the main vein. Oh, you know okay. What I'm All right. Well, on that note, uh, Gooch has to go pee-pee, and uh, he's going to go do that. So what you guys can do is, like I said before, like the video, subscribe, share this, tell your friends. We do this every day, 11 o'clock, uh, start time, and uh, big things happening over to Shop Sports. I did a little teaser yesterday. I know power people are like, oh, did they get signed by the Panthers? No, they did not, but there's a really cool color scheme coming your way. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's it. That's a show for Sturch. And Gooch, Nick behind the glass, which, by the way, we'll talk after, but there's a way to communicate with me without the text. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, check your phone. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but good call, because if not, I would have been sitting there like, pull up the Colts. Yeah. Pull up the Colts. <laughs> like, there's no fucking Colts. Mm. Um, what? What's wrong? Yeah, I'll talk to you after. Okay. Uh, and for Madison, who's also in the building, look for a brand new on this day uh, over at uh, the Chop Sports uh, Facebook. Uh, yeah. Instagram. Follow us at Chop Sports Media on all platforms. I'd say visit the website, but that's in a complete construction mode. So don't don't visit the website right now. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Have a good day, and we'll see you tomorrow with the Titans. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.